0: We always do about this time James Russell, you hustling, son of a It's me, your daddy, Roberto
1: Me and boy's name that starts with the letter H
0: Jose They look at me now, how far we go back? Elementary Jump rope High and go see Pity pad
2: Red light, green light They like green light we just talk about practice. We sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. Talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about
3: practice.
2: We talking about practice, man. But we talking about practice right now. We talking about practice.
1: You play to win the game.
4: Hello? You play to win the game. That's right. Wednesday night, just past 9 p.m. You already know what it is. Straight Bet Sports here on the Guerrilla Cross Radio Network. I am your host, Jose V. Rob G. To my left, Quan Five Nine to my right, doing what he does for us every single night. We got a great show on tap for you guys tonight. Rob's on his phone getting everything set up. No bets from us tonight. We totally did not like anything. We're going to talk about that later. So no picks were made. If you guys follow us on Twitter, you already know Rob and I do our weekly picks. If you followed us the previous two weeks, we were both 2-0, which is not bad. Four-no of you were betting, Rob. So if you'd like to make some money, you made some money with us, right?
3: If you want to call it that,
4: yeah. <laughs> sometimes people make money with us, sometimes people lose it. But that's why they call it gambling. That's why they call it betting. But we are coming to you live from downtown Las Vegas, Nevada, here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. If you have not done so, go ahead and go on your app store. Download the Gorilla Cross Radio app. It is free. Enjoy all of the content on there, not just our show, but all of the other shows on there as well. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. We are also live on the Gorilla Cross page on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I've already shared it. If you guys are in the studio with us right now, please go ahead and do so as well. If you're watching the show on any of those platforms, make sure you like, share, comment, and let everyone know what you are enjoying tonight. We have a great show on tap. We have Professional Boxer 4-0 out here from Las Vegas he is the nephew of boxing legend Tito Trinidad. None other than Ezequiel Labruquina. Make sure that I say that correct. Just want to make sure. Borrero is in the studio with his trainer, Gil Martinez from My Boxing. Haven't talked to Gil in a minute. First time I'm meeting Ezekiel tonight. So this should be a fun show for all you boxing lovers out there. We have a lot to talk about. Not only that, we have a great amateur boxer in studio with us as well. Mario Martinez, if I do have that correct, he's going to be joining us here shortly. Amateur, why not? Let's bring them all on. Let's give them all the light. Let's let them talk about their career so they can enjoy it and be ready for when they make that next step. But before we get started, before we get into everything going on today, NBA finalists for the Hall of Fame have been announced. I'm sorry, Basketball Hall of Fame, not the NBA finalists, have been announced. That gets paid and so much more going on in the world of sports. I know Rob wants to talk about the UEFA Champions League. That's why I'm wearing my soccer jersey tonight. I thought I'd rock the soccer swag. But before we get into all of that, I'm going to let Rob finish up on his phone while we let everyone know who are we and brought to you by. If you could go ahead and do so, Kwan, greatly appreciate you. Uh Oh, <laughs> we are brought to you by Joshua Lafon with simply Vegas real estate, a realtor here to help educate current and future Las Vegas locals on selling and investing in real estate. You're probably asking yourself, educate, Yes, there's a surprising amount of adults that when it comes to real estate, don't know the right questions to ask, don't know where to start, and think they need a lot of cash to buy a house in Nevada, which simply isn't true. So Josh has decided to make it his responsibility to teach his clients what they need to know and equally important, what they need to ask, to help ensure making their homeownership dreams a true reality. So make sure you call or text Joshua Lafon today at 702-813-0533, This has been another paid advertisement from Joshua Lafon with Simply Vegas Real Estate. Make sure you give him a call, 702-813-0533. That's right. Joshua Lafon bringing us to you live here every single Wednesday night on the Guerrilla Cross Radio Network. We greatly appreciate his sponsorship and his support. Going on a year now. Me and and Quan were talking about it last night. It's been a year already, right? Yeah, pretty much, man, since the first show. Um, I actually joined Quan last night on Speak Life Radio. Appreciate that, Quan. That was fun times last night. Really good show. If you guys have not checked it out, a lot of good music on there. Christian hip-hop music, right? I got that correct there, Quan. Um, Different style of genre, but you know what? Great lyrical people, great raps, great music. If you guys have not checked it out, make sure you do so. The little ticker's here on the side. You can check that out. I believe it's every Tuesday and Friday nights, um, Kwan. Um, there you go, guys. Make sure you check that out. But we got some sports to talk about. We got some boxers in the studio. We're going to get to them in a few minutes here. But we wanted to get our sports chatter and our sports conversation out of the way, basically, Rob. I know you wanted to talk about the UEFA Champions League. Some games went down. Not today. No, today, too. I know, but I'm talking about the games that went down the day before. I want to get to those first. Obviously, you had Dortmund tying up 2-2 against Sevilla. Advance. Advance on 5-4 aggregate. Holland with his two more goals. One of them was a PK. Dortmund looking strong in the tournament so far. Obviously, German teams always look good. Juventus wins the game 3-2, but loses 4-4 on aggregate on away goals to Porto. It's kind of crazy. shocked on
3: that one? Uh, yeah, I thought Porto was going to win the first game. I just thought Juve was going to come back the second game and uh, kind of put it to them, which they kind of did, but uh, ended up going to extras, right? Went to extras, and then they went back-to-back. Porto scored in, like, the one, what, 115, and then Juve came back. But um, I, I think Ronaldo got a little injured, too, as well. He had a little shoulder injury going on, so um, sucks. But that's the best part about Champions League, right? You don't want to see the same two teams every year at least from from my point of view you don't want to see the same two teams every year um so it, I, it's good to see porto advance right you always have that one you always have, i mean what well, last year was a like uh uh leipzig right i think it was R- leipzig. R-
4: rb leipzig yeah yeah that, leipzig. that
3: advanced to almost i think either to the final the semi-finals don't don't quote me on Towards that the but end. yeah and they got you know so it's good for porto obviously from portugal you know what i mean Ronaldo's hometown or you know home city um, but yeah, it just it just kind of throws a twist into uh. To so the you thing. think him
4: losing this lo- losing and being out of the tournament because of FC Porto kind of it, it, in a way it's not that much of a hurtful thing for Ronaldo? Like, cause you just said it, you know, Portugal it's for, where it's from. You know what I mean?
3: I mean, if you're gonna go down, you'd want to probably go down to a team to a team that's probably from your home. You know, your home country, right? Um, who knows? Maybe that's where he'll end up, maybe playing in the future, right? They're a good squad. Don't get me wrong; they've been around. They, you know, they typically lead that league. Um, every year, and they're in the mix all the time, you know. It's not so the it's first not time. part
4: of the conversation, but you think you think Ronaldo can leave Juventus as well after this is his third team, third different league?
3: Well, once you think about it, I mean, it's soccer, they, they have compared to like uh baseball or any you know major league major sports that we have here in the United States, like the farewell tour in soccer is typically a few years, and it's like <laughs> it's usually like three or four years, right? Versus you know, it's like a one year, everyone knows it's the final year. Um, in soccer, it's you know, they maybe you want to tour the U.S. It's like a tour, right? You do a tour. So he of the might US. end up in the U.S.
0: Type yeah, of, of, MLS, the tour of the
3: U.S. Bit. I mean, look at Carlos Tevez, right? Carlitos, t- yeah. Yeah, remember, just everywhere, anywhere, and everywhere. And he's—I st- don't know if he's still playing. I-, I think I've read some articles where he's still playing. Um, I don't know who he's with, but uh, the farewell tour is a lot longer than than what it is in the United States. I mean, what it is, uh, you know, for you know, baseball, basketball, all that stuff like that. So. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he played in the U.S. and maybe, you know, his last year played in Portugal at home. Why not?
4: Right? You're at home. Sticking to home squads, your team, Liverpool. Yeah. Your actual English Premier League team, even though Rob is always talking about other players and who he likes with Suarez and wherever he may go. But they pulled it off 2-0, beat RP Lipsig as well. 4-0 on aggregates. They advance Salah with another Two. goal. 2
3: yeah, two great. I mean, wins. I mean, that's a great. Leipzig is a great team, and we just I just mentioned them about how they how far they went last year. Um, two great wins. I mean, on the road they won two nothing, and then at home they won two nothing. Um, they 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 should be pissed, right? Because they're literally twenty points, I believe, off the top off the top uh, from the Premier League. So they were leading the Premier League for most, you know, to start, and then they they kind of dropped the ball. They just lost at home. They've lost a bunch of games at home to some. You know, not to say no-name teams, but Fulham, you know, just to name a few, Everton. Um, tough losses, basically. Just yeah, just super up. tough. I mean, they're no injured. Excuse. Don't get me wrong, yeah. right? I, I have obviously have a few Liverpool fans, and when I talk to them, it's. Injuries, injuries, injuries. Right. That's like the the not to say the cop out, but that's you know, that's the biggest thing that's going on with the team right now. So for them to pull off and, and, and advance, I mean, it's literally all they're playing for this year's Champions League. So it's good to yeah, see. But,
4: but did you see what the coach said? I, Klopp or whatever. His yeah, name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. He already came out and said if, if, if he told his players, if you're just here this season to play for the Champions League and not the English Premier League, then I don't want you here. Because some of the players obviously, are going to have that's that mentality,
3: right? No, that's, that's a little bit more motivational than anything. I mean, they're 20 points off the top. Yeah. Man City is just destroying people. To, you know, uh, they came back with a vengeance. But they, you don't want to give up. Right. No, of course. You never want to give up in the Premier League. You don't. You know, you're obviously playing for Champions League, too, which is why I love soccer. Right. Because, and, you know, when we talk about baseball, when we talk, you know, NBA is adapted a little bit. But, I, you know, when, when it comes to you, can't just, uh, what is it, a uh, tank? You know what I mean? I guess you want right. to say, Right. Um, but in soccer, if you tank, you, you you're gonna miss out on Champions League. You got to finish in top four in the Premier League or any any of the major leagues. You got to finish in top four. So, you know they're still playing for Champions League next year as well. So.
4: Correct to get to those tabs and everything exactly. else where they have to line up. Exactly. So, so
3: you can't really give up no matter what the message is, right? If you want to play in Champions League next year, which in my opinion or in every, you know, should be, is that's the Super Bowl, right? When yeah. you talk about, when you talk it's about the Super Final. Bowl
4: of a European soccer. Exactly.
3: Up. So I know winning the Premier League is a huge deal too, but Champions League, in, in my opinion, is the biggest of them all. So um, to be the champions of Europe and they, you know, they're, they're Liverpool is was one of the best teams and they they it was. it's literally been a roller coaster for them since the injuries have happened so uh i i you know it's a great win um it's only going to get tougher from here though
4: before we move on to the next game you're listening to straight bet sports here on the gorilla cross radio network i'm your host jose v rob g quan five in the studio we're going to get to our boxer here shortly trust me guys I agree. I greatly appreciate your patience. We just want to get through a little bit of sports talk here and let you guys know what's going on. But PSG finally put Barca out of their misery. Mbappe with four goals total in two games. They win five two aggregate. Uh, just unbelievable showing by Mbappe in general in this tournament already. I mean, the kid already has, I believe, a a, a league championship, a World Cup championship. Not a UEFA championship, not a Champions League yet, I believe. No,
3: not but yet. he still
4: has a league championship. And he's got a World Cup championship.
3: That's the biggest of them all, like it, I think. If you're a player, at the World Cup. Um, he's going to. I mean, we talked about it when uh, who was on uh, Tom Ol- Olsen, right? When he yeah, was Yeah, Tommy Olsen was on. Yeah, he was, on. He was on. We were talking, on. talking about uh, Mbappe a little bit, and I, you know, he, I think he's going to Real, right? You think I think so. Wow. I think that I, I think that you just need to lay it out for him because look where they're at right now. Um, but I think the only the only the only way
4: he goes to Real is if nadine has gone. I don't think they could make that move I happen see that. if is still there. I don't. I, I could
3: see, I could see that. Um, either way, I I don't personally. I don't think he's going to be there for a long time because they've been struggling for quite a while now. Um, but he needs he needs at a PSG. I think. I mean, Real Madrid is, is a whole other level. I'm sorry. I know PSG has been doing their thing for a while, but uh, and Real has kind of been on the back burner for a little bit. But Real Madrid is a whole other level when it comes to marketing, when it comes to sponsorships, when it comes to all of that. And uh, there's no way you turn that down. There's no way anyone turns that down. If you have an option to go to Real Madrid or, the op, you know, an opportunity to go to Real Madrid, you don't turn that down. I don't care what team you're with uh, other than Barcelona and maybe Liverpool. But I don't think you I mean, I, I mean, Suarez left Liverpool for Barcelona. Right. So I don't think you turn any time. I don't think you turn it down.
4: So we got Samuel Flores on Facebook chiming in. He says, bring out the future champ we're going to get to him trust me, trust me, I appreciate you guys joining and chiming in, we're going to get to him here shortly we're almost done, we're almost done with our sports chat and our sports conversation and then it's all with the champ and that's it trust me, you guys won't want to miss it, we're going to get to that here shortly, but the NBA also announced their Hall of Fame finalists today I'm going to read out some of the top names that stick out, obviously there's a lot more names on the list there's females, there's the the African committee and there's a bunch of different things that they put on there but the biggest names that stick out, obviously, Rick Adelman, ex-coach, Chris Bosh, NBA champ, Paul Pierce, NBA champ, multiple all-star, Chris Weber, multiple all-star, Michael Cooper, NBA champ, all-star as well, Tim Hardaway, never won a championship, one of the greatest killer crossovers in the history of the NBA, multiple all-star, Ben Wallace, four-time NBA defensive player of the year, Jay Wright, your Villanova coach, yes, sir. which yeah. you like. I can't argue you that here one. are the biggest names that pop out. Marv Albert, the announcer, no doubt, Tony coach, Chicago Bulls, which to me popped out more than anything, and Bill Russell. Bill Russell's already on the list as a player, but now he's being possibly enshrined as a coach. Out of all the names that I just gave, both of you can chime in because I know Quan was saying he doesn't believe Coop could be in yet. Out of all the names I just mentioned, which one sticks out to you the most and which one do you believe deserves to be in more than all of them that I just mentioned?
3: Chris Bosh, for sure. I know we were talking a little bit before the show started about... Let me, let me see that list real quick, sorry. <laughs> just, so it, just so I don't miss anybody out here, but uh, Chris Bosh, for sure. Uh, I, hell of a baller, right? Hell of a baller. Uh, I feel like, you know, he definitely played a uh, a big role in what LeBron did in Miami, um, but I don't even feel like he played for that long. I don't even know if we can maybe look up how long. We're Zach when we need him. I mean, we're right, right? right? How many? Zach's how many not se- feeling good, by
4: the way. That's why he's not here. How many guy.
3: seasons did Chris Bosh really play? I feel Let's like see. he I only, I feel like, I know he's with Toronto before, um, but, you know, what he was doing with, uh, he was the intricate parts of the Miami, you know, trio. He, was
4: the, feel, th- he was the third fiddle, but, but still, he was the third wheel. I feel like wheel. they
3: could have done that with or without Chris Bosch. Ooh. I mean, quad's like Ooh. I feel like they could have done what they did without, with or without Chris Bosch. I mean, you know, maybe pick. Oh, here goes, here goes, uh, uh, here we go. So he played with. He swung the Tare- mic over. He swung the mic. Oh, over. oh, oh, the, oh, mic oh. Over. And
4: the mic swings over, let's see what you got. I want, I want to hear Rocky. <laughs> go, go, finish uh, up.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I feel like they they possibly could have done that, but that's the biggest name th- that 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 kind of stands out to me. Um, uh, the shoe in. I mean, I mean, Tony Tony Kukoc stands out a little bit. Uh, you know, considering he kind of played the same role, right, on the Michael Jordan,
4: Scottie Pippen team, right? So, Go- Goose said Tony got chips, and Bosh was a huge for them. <sighs> I,
1: <laughs> I don't know. No uh, way they win that without Chris Bosh.
3: What?
4: Woo, no way. No way they no win way. that.
3: No way they win that with. They don't win that without Ray Allen. But,
1: um Oof. I mean, they had a lot of pieces, but he yeah. was, he was a major piece to that team. I think the shoe win. I mean, to me.
3: On this, honestly, it's going to sound a little weird, but I think Marv Albert, right? I mean, like, you you, you associate that his name with you know NBA you, with with just everything that goes on, you know, growing so up. So let's at, go with plans. growing up, growing up, right? Yeah, Marv like, Albert
4: was the name. Marv right? Albert was the name you heard.
0: First definitely. thing that
3: comes to mind is like NBA Jam. I know yep. he wasn't the person, you know, but NBA Jam kind of comes to the to, comes to to my right. Like that's we are a,
0: live from the garden, right? like that type <laughs> of thing, you know? right? Yeah. That's that's the
3: <laughs> pinnacle of yeah. of growing up listening to NBA on TV. So. For me, I know it's not a player, but Marv Albert for sure.
4: Okay. If I had to give a shoe-in on this list, to be honest with you, I I, I think it would probably be between Chris Bosh and Paul Pierce. Just because Bosh has got the chips. He played 14, I think 14, 15 years, give or take. He was a multiple all-star. You know what I mean? How, did you look it up? Not only that, well, Paul Pierce did. I'll look it up. 11-time yeah. all-star. Eleven time all star. Chris Bosch? Mm-hmm. Eleven time All Star. Played fifteen seasons. Mm. Seven with Toronto, seven with uh, which, with with Miami. All star. I mean I don't know. Hall of Fame. Who do you think? Who's the shoe in on that list? Quan. Bosch is definitely
1: Hall of Fame. Uh Chris Weber, I think, is a Hall of Fame. Tim Hardaway would have been in the Hall of Fame already if he didn't have some uh choice words to say. Probably like ten years ago, fifteen years. Ago. It's been a while since they uh threw Tim Hardaway under the bus. So I think Tim Hardaway definitely should be in. Um Killer but crossover. Ba, yeah, Bosch should definitely be in. He 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 killed it in in Toronto. Um and he was the third option of Miami, but that doesn't, you know, demean what he did, you know, for them.
4: I agree. I, I think they don't win it without him. I'm sorry. I, I agree with Quan I agree with Goose. I think Bosch, even though he even, one, even huh? though he was the third, the third wheel on that, he still was an intricate part in that championship run. And just overall, what they did in those four years when LeBron was there, just it was huge, bro. It was huge. But moving on, final thing, and this one could be, be good quick. good if we all
3: agreed, right? Right.
4: <laughs> but we can't all agree on everything. That's not the way the world works. But, Rob, we were talking about this when we got here. You had some choice words. So did Quan. So did I. This one will be quick. Dak finally gets paid. It's technically a six-year deal, but the final two years of the contract are voidable, so they're not counting it because they're the bigger parts of the money on the deal. Four-year, $160 million contract. Max value of 164 million 126 of it is guaranteed. He's getting 75 million in the first year alone, 9 million in base salary, 66 million in a signing bonus, which is insane. Mm. And the two biggest clauses, no trade clause, so he controls his destiny, and no tag provision, meaning no matter what happens if they can't renegotiate on a contract or an extension, they cannot tag him. He can be an unrestricted free agent at that point. Now, I think Dak should have got paid. Not this absurd amount of money. I honestly thought when he got hurt, it was a wrap. He wasn't going to get the big contract. I thought he'd probably still get something from Dallas, but I thought Dallas had all the leverage. I guess I was wrong. It looks like Dak had all the leverage. So I agree with him getting paid. I just think he got overpaid. Who wants to jump in on it?
3: I mean, I think he got overpaid. I, I kind of have the same reaction uh as last week when we talked about how hardens getting his number retired like you said right like insane i i i i do not agree with this at all shocked by how much is guaranteed by the by how much the signing bonus is and all of that i know a lot of it is like uh everything that's kind of built around a quarterback now or any you know high paid player like that is uh what is it um uh, it's incentivized, you know, incentivized. It's also incentive. Say. So just like Mahomes. he gets an extra
4: million if he wins a Super Bowl, right, by the way. right, right. And so he takes fifty percent of the snap.
3: So very similar to Patrick Mahomes. It's very similar. It's been common. It's been
4: it's second been highest paid quarterback in the league. It's been around. Jeez, oh,
3: <laughs>
4: hasn't done anything. And you have a forty year old quarterback that wins the Super Bowl every other year, and he's not getting these type of contracts. Just think about that. And yeah. you have these other guys that haven't won anything, getting all this money. It,
3: it's it's super. it's insane, right? I feel like the pressure <laughs> was definitely on Jerry Jones, right? To make this uh to make this he had uh, to. He had to, make to make this, make it but I, I remember hearing and I, I think it was Colin. I always talk about Colin because that's why I listen to him on the way to work, but Cowboys now have in five positions the top five paid player, right? In wow. five positions, right? Which is that's, that's I got, Jerry Jones for you. That's Jerry Jones for you, but that's, you know, that's a Cowboys. coming around. I'm too? not trying to say that that's they don't have the money, right, or they're overspending. Like they got the money. They got 10 times more money probably and you know his his excuse was i see the money uh i see how the t- tv the tv contracts are working out and everything like that and to pay him is not going to be an issue which i understand i'm not arguing that fact like i'm not saying you don't have that money but to give dak coming off an injury right and i understand guan made the point to me on you know when we we're here that it's not one of those injuries that you have to really worry about but it's still an injury that he. It's a season-ending injury. You don't know how he's going to respond. uh Some people, you know, crumble under these pressures. The pressure's on. You know, you know. Sh- All props to Dak for being able to get a contract like that. I'm not trying to take money away from anyone, uh but I feel like the Cowboys were just super pre- or Jerry Jones. I don't want to say the Cowboys. Jerry Jones super pressured. You know they were talking about it talking about it talking about it and then they come out with this and to, to most of us came it was kind of blindsided you know what i mean we didn't really expect it to be this much but i do not agree with how much they're going to give him uh he this is definitely i mean patrick mahomes got that type of deal what after winning a super bowl right and right. like f- the you want to talk about pressure right patrick mahomes got that you know that that off of his shoulder you know what i mean basically saying i won a super bowl already but dak Has to win a Super Bowl, or this is going to be looked at as one of the worst deals in NFL history. I mean, I know there's some plenty out there, and there's there's some you know media is going to rip it up for sure. And there's some there's some tight ends, and there's some you know offensive linemen and defensive linemen that have gotten paid ridiculous and didn't kind of didn't kind of pan out. But you want to talk about spotlight attention? Dak getting this money if he does not win a Super Bowl may go down as the worst deal ever constructed.
4: Quant? Right? Give us some come kind on, words. Come on. Give Worst
1: deal ever words.
3: constructed if he does not win a Super Bowl. Worst deal ever. ever constructed. If he doesn't win a Super
1: Bowl. Right. No, because the price of quarterbacks is just going to keep going up from here. So the next really good quarterback is going to get more than that. It just raised the price of what quarterbacks are worth. And that's what Patrick Mahomes' deal did. That's why his deal was good for all quarterbacks in the future. Um, so you have to pay him. What are you going to do? Lose Dak and then try to find somebody that could fill in. It's not going to work unless you get somebody like Deshaun Watson. He's the only other person I think they could bring in that would guarantee be as good or better than Dak uh, Prescott. Why? Why don't you trade him for Dak? I mean, give him some extra stuff. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the Texans
3: are going to want more than Dak. I get it. Coming off of a season injury. I mean,
1: because Texans are saying they're not going to trade w- Watson right well, now. Well, you're so. going to
3: have a James Harden situation where he doesn't want to play for a team that you know wants
1: to keep him, and it, it's just awkward. So look, yeah, but Dallas doesn't care about that. They're, they're not. They're not going to wait to see if Houston might trade him or might not but if you can get dallas's some draft
3: picks and dak prescott i would take that most likely over any trade that anyone's probably willing to offer me other than maybe the jets trade that we talked yeah. about maybe three or four weeks ago when they were talking about sam darnold and first they were talking picks, about first round, else, yeah, yeah. yeah all that like that's maybe the second best option you have and i know deshaun watson would you know obviously the no trade clause which to throw a no trade clause into the into the dak prescott situation is even like that's just that makes it even more astronomical, like crazy to me. So to give him that power, right? He has to approve what team he's going to go to. I, I don't I don't think the
4: Cowboys are making
3: the right decision.
4: So I, 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 I'm going to say this to end it out. If he does not win a Super Bowl with the Dallas Cowboys in this contract. Worst decision ever. Worst decision ever to pay the men. And a lot of Thank people you. have said it. And I'm just going to say it now. If he does not win a Super Bowl with this team in this contract era that he's going to have with them. It's a total failure, and it's an overpayment. But moving on, we want to get into our guest of the night. Uh Uh-oh, wait, Quan. (laughs) I I saw the the mic swing over. Uh Uh-oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Come on. No.
1: Turn on my mic while you're at it. (laughs) You're talking about a a rich team. My bad, I'm about to eat, obviously. (laughs) talking about a rich (laughs) team with a rich owner that's been kind of cheap in the past, is finally paying somebody that's not named Tony Romo. I think it's a great deal. I think it was... Overdue, I think he should have got a deal last year. And honestly, if they would have paid him last year what he wanted, they probably wouldn't have had to pay him this much this year. So it's about time they pay Dak. All
4: right, Quan with the go. final word. Now let's good. get on to the now let's rest get of the let show. let's get on to the the interview topic portion of the show. But before we do so, I'm gonna let everyone know out there when we do interviews, we do sponsored segments. Our show is already sponsored by Joshua Lafon with Vegas Simply Simply Vegas Real Estate, so that's already taken care of. Our show's on every Wednesday night, thanks to him. Now, we're doing segments on the show as well. If you have a business and you want to sponsor up and partner up with us, let us know. Tonight, we had my barber, our barber, Robin and I's barber. Eric Navarro, he he hit me up. He's like, hey, man, I know you're doing this. What's up, man? I want to jump on. Let me sponsor the interview tonight. I, you know, I, I love boxing. I'm going to watch in. I want to tune in. I want to be part of it. I was like, all right. So with that being said, Quan, if you can go ahead and put up what I emailed you earlier. Tonight... The interview that we're about to have with Ezequiel Borrero is being brought to you by Eric Navarro of Line em Up by Eric. As you see here on the screen, you can hit him up at 702-288-884-8138. No. Right. And not only that, let me give you guys the address so you guys know exactly where he's at if you want to hit him up. The address is 2696 West Ann Road, North Las Vegas, Nevada, 89031. That's 2696 West Ann Road. Hit up Eric at 702-884-8138. He hooked me up during the pandemic, man, when no one else did. That's how I met him through you. Took care of us. Guys, hella cool. First sponsor so far to sponsor one of our interviews, so we greatly appreciate you, Eric. So if you guys saw that, go ahead and hit him up and check him out. You will not be disappointed. But with that being said, let's go ahead and move on to the featured portion of our show tonight. I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited to bring in this young man because this is something that I'm going to start doing here on the show. So if you guys want to know and learn and watch young up-and-coming fighters, whether it's UFC, whether it's boxing, whether it's locally, whatever it may be. That's something we're going to try to stick to here on the show on Straight Bet Sports on Guerrilla Cross Radio. So with that being said, let me go ahead and introduce our featured guest of the night and his trainer in studio with us tonight. He is none other than Ezequiel Labruquina Borero. From Las Vegas, Nevada. Do I have that correct? You're from Vegas right now currently? Where yes, are you sir. originally from, though? I just want to make sure we got that correct.
0: I was born here in Vegas. I was okay. raised in Puerto Rico. Okay. There yes. we
4: go. There we go. So you're a Las Vegas native. You're a Las Vegas local. Yes. Obviously Puerto Rican. You talked about that as well, but you're also half Mexican, correct? Yes. Talk about that a little bit and, and how that came to fruition.
0: Well, I mean, it's just something that I guess um, my mom is Mexican. My dad is Puerto Rican. I spent most of my life in Puerto Rico. I was raised in Puerto Rico most of my life. I came over here in um when i was 14 and just lived in vegas ever since um really don't know too much of my mexican side still i still have to go visit more down there so okay. i could you know get into my roots but right. um i love it down there every time that i go you know it's, it's something different it's, you know the culture it's, it's just like being over in puerto rico the culture is a lot different like here in the u.s you don't know, experience the same things that you experience down and down there
4: That's, definitely definitely you know, so what what got you into boxing uh, aside from your un- from, from your uncle right and your grandpa because we talked about that during text you told me yeah. he was you know one of the trainers and all that aside from the family aspect of it what got you into boxing is, and, and instead and, and got into your mind and you're like that's what I want to do
0: well man actually I didn't want to start it really I did not want to box that's interesting yeah I, uh, I was hmm. forced the sport was forced into me by my grandpa he was uh, I was like four years five years old and then he was alright you're coming to the gym with me you're coming to the gym with me and I would just sit there you know, and just watch him train. And, you know, I, I didn't want to do anything. And then one day he was like, all right, glove up. Okay. And then he, we started doing mids. And I used to hate it. I didn't want to be at the gym. I hated going to the gym. I wanted to be a kid, you know. Yeah. And I used to sometimes actually hide from my grandpa until he left, until I saw the van leave. <laughs> and then I would pop out back at home, you know. and you know, But every time I did that, I used to get home. And every time he saw me, he was, he was mad because i wasn't at the gym but then there was a point where i was like more into it started boxing and i started liking it i started loving the sport and unfortunately like when i was uh 10 9 10 years old he passed away and that hit me really hard i stopped boxing um so i was sad about that it was like a really really hard moment for me to just um i guess get through um so
4: i see your voice change right now when you're talking about that does, yeah. does, does i mean I, I never met i never met your grandpa but talking about it now does that still it still it comes back and still hits you because i i can see that in your body language and your voice the way it changed a bit you know what i mean and, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that but when you talk about it or think about him you still think about that
0: yeah man it hit me so hard because he was the one that was training me he was the one that started me off you know and He was the one that got me to love the sport, you know, even though I didn't like it at the start, I started loving it because, you know, I I was spending more time with him. He was like my father figure for me, you know. And then after that, I went just downhill when he passed away. I just didn't want to do nothing with the sport. I was just out. I I still did sports at school and stuff like that. I did basketball, all types of other sports, but I didn't touch boxing, nothing with physical fighting or anything like that. I didn't want to do nothing like that anymore. I came over here to Vegas when I was 14 okay. with my mom. And even th- even then, when I was 14 through high school, I did everything else but boxing. I did wrestling. I did uh, tennis. Oh, wow. I did volleyball. But I didn't do nothing with bo- with boxing. So
4: you were in sports in general. You were yeah. just, you love sports.
0: I love sports. I was a, I, I'm an athlete, you know. I, I love moving. I can't be at home just sitting around. I have nice. to be out doing something, you know. Active. Yes. And then when I hit 18, um my my mom actually was the one that wanted me to get into the sport i didn't want to do it personally my mom was like the one that wanted me to get into the sport and she was like what would your grandpa say and what would your grandma you know want you to do and that hit me really hard just thinking about that thing and i just got into the sport again and in a way i didn't like the reason why i was doing it because i was doing it for some other you know, like she wanted me to do it. It wasn't coming from me. It wasn't coming from me wanting to start the sport. It
4: wasn't your passion.
0: It wasn't me. Yeah. Like I, I did it because she was the one that wanted me to get in it. It wasn't my choice. Um, but after a while I did uh I actually trained at um started off at Fernando Vargas's gym. Okay. And then trained with him for like about two years.
4: And this was in your amateur days? Yes, yeah, okay. when I, that's
0: that's when I started uh the amateur career. Okay. And then after that, um, just personal problems happened in the in, in that gym that um got me out of the gym and and then that's when I went to uh, the Roy Jones tournament that was being hosted by uh Roy Jones uh promotions and then sure. coach uh, that's that's when uh my mom was talking to coach I believe and she was like hey you should try out this coach you know I'm not too sure just go meet him talk to him and see see how it is go do a practice and I was like all right I'm gonna give it a shot and then that's when I went I met coach and I'ma tell you, man, that first day, I was gonna pass out. I was I was about to I was gonna get laid out on the floor. I was just about to throw up. Man, it's there's no training like what he like what hey, he puts us through, man.
4: I've seen Gil train people. Trust me. So I, I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Gil is no joke. I don't think I could take 10 minutes of it. So for <laughs> you to take even 10 days of it or whatever it may be is crazy. But I do want to bring him on the show now. I met this gentleman before. Great man, great coach, great individual in general. Gil Martinez, right? Yes, got sir. that correct. Just want to make sure we got everybody's name right, but greatly appreciate you coming on the show, my man. It's been a while. How's everything going for you as well and, and training this young man?
5: Well, thank you for having us, and um, everything's good. You know, um, we had a little lapse because he took a little bit of time off, but now, you know, we're back, and, you know, hopefully this time, you know, we're going to get from beginning to the end
4: so you talk about starting off at fernando vargas's gym yes you're wearing a belt that you won by beating one of his kids yes but you left his gym and you have a greater man here nothing against fernando vargas i've also interviewed him had him on my show before talked to him great guy nothing personal don't know what happened but you have gil now in your corner how did it feel because i saw the highlight of the second round i told you i didn't see the whole fight yeah but how did it feel knowing that you came from that gym or started from that gym and then you beat someone from that gym? But not only someone, but his son, someone that he feels highly about that should be a next up and coming fighter.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't feel any type of way. You know, it's all business in the ring. Like coach tells, t- tells me all the time in the ring, there's no feelings. There's no friendship in the ring. You're there to do your business. That's it. Friendship aside, everything else aside, you are in there to fight, to beat the guy that across the ring. And that's it. If you guys want to be friends after that, go ahead, talk around, chop it up. But in the ring, you only got one job, and that's to beat the other fighter. Nice. And that's, you know, that's how I felt, you know, because getting to know Coach and everything like that, he, he got into, he got my mindset in being just, you know what, this is all business in the ring. In the ring, there's nothing else but business. You're there to work and do your job. If if you're not there to, to hurt the guy, then you're in the wrong place. Okay. You know what I mean? So I— question
4: how did it come to fruition did you come to coach did you see him prior and say hey you know what i want to work with this kid how did it all happen how did you guys come to work together eventually
0: well i actually went to coach before when i was training with fernando man and i got that was the the most like that day opened my eyes to i'm not all that you know what i mean like coaches fighters when I went to his gym, I got dropped with a body shot from one of his fighters. Wow! Yeah, it was it was bad, you know. And I was I was winning all my fights, TKO every single amateur fight, you know. I thought I was I was good, I was the best, you know. And then I go into his gym, and it was just a whole different level of fighters in there, man. A so you went level. to Gil? Yes.
4: You went his way and said, "Let me check this guy out." I'm be-. so someone told you about him and said, "Hey, you said it was your your it was my family mom, member." Yes. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, so your mom's big into boxing too. I take it then if she if she's the one that said, "Hey, come check out Gil, come check out this coach," right?
0: Yeah, I mean she's she's big into boxing, um, but we had our little you know mixed problems and family relations, and okay. I kind of want to take boxing myself and make my own choices. And okay, I don't like people making choices for me. Okay, you know what I mean? Because I want I know what's the best thing for me. Even though they want the best for me, I know what's best for me, and okay. I know what I got to do.
4: Gotcha. You know? So Gil, what do you like about this young man more than anything?
0: Um, his work ethic.
5: Definitely, you know when, like you said, when he came, he, he was good. I I had seen him fight before. Be
4: honest, be brutally honest. No, I,
5: yeah, he knows me. I'm that's <laughs> how I am. Yeah. No holding back. No holding <laughs> back from Gil, definitely. Yeah, no, I had seen him fight before, and I knew he was a you know I knew he had talent. I knew he could punch. Um. And when the opportunity came for me to work with him, I one of the things I did tell him is this. I said, listen, you know, Fernando's a friend of mine. Um, you're welcome to come over here and train with us. <clears throat> First, make sure that you go over there and make sure that that door is closed correctly. Gotcha. You know, make sure everything is fine. He did. He went, spoke to them, came back, and, you know, um, we went on a streak, you know, since he's been with me, he's never lost.
4: So you finished out his amateur career? Yes. As his trainer, and then started his professional career? Right, okay. right. We so went how many to... pro fights have you guys had together? Or, I'm sorry, fights total? Amateur and pro? Man.
0: Amateur and pro added up probably about, I mean, I only been with, I was with Coach, my amateur career, I think we did one and a half years, and then when I had a, one and a half years, I did about uh, 30... 28 to 35 with coach. Okay. Yeah, we were always keeping busy. We were doing tournaments almost every week. We were getting fights. We were, we were busy.
4: Oh, no, I see Gil traveling all the time. Definitely. I, I see it happening. So I know you keep your fighters busy all the time, for sure.
0: Yeah, and you know,
5: like I said, his work ethic has gotten him to where he is right now. We went to national tournaments, and he had fought a couple of guys before and had lost to them. And when we went and showed up i one of the things i told him listen you're not the same fighter you were before and it was so easy for him to to beat those guys they expected you know to get the fighter that he they had fought before and he came out and was just completely different everything about him we changed and the results man
0: you see it right there
4: so how good does it feel having that belt and knowing that you can eventually have the belt?
0: Oh, man, it feels great. It feels good. And, you know, this 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 opens a lot of doors for me. You know, I have total belts that I want. is 12 belts, you okay. know, up in the wall. It's at the gym. And whenever I look at that, I'm like, I did that. I could say I did that. That's my work right there. Nobody else did it for me. I did that, you know.
4: So a lot of boxers that are pro, that are starting up pro. They still have a regular life, like us. We're doing radio, but we also have a regular life in the daytime. Some of us do. What do you do during the day when you're just living a normal life and you're not training and you're not boxing? What does Ezekiel do? What is your your normal day like, your life like?
0: Well, my normal day is wake up, go for my daily jog, you know, and then get home, spend time with my family, with my girl and my, my baby. And then after that, I go to work. I work at a at a jiffy loop, okay. changing on cars, doing car maintenance, and then right after work, I left I leave work at three. Right after th- right after one once that clock hits three, I'm out. I'm at the gym at three thirty and we're working.
4: How how much of a motivation is it knowing that you're working a regular nine to five, but you're a pro boxer and you want that to be your profession? Because you said it earlier, you want to make your career the way you want to do it. You don't want anybody to tell you how to do anything. Granted, you're gonna to listen to this man right here because he's gonna get you to where you wanna be because he knows what he's doing on that aspect of the boxing. But how much of that is motivation knowing that you have a nine to five when other pro boxers don't have nine to fives anymore and they're just living that life?
0: Well, it's motivating because I know that a lot of people don't don't do the what I'm doing. A lot of people don't work a nine to five. They're working they're they're doing just straight training. And those people that are doing straight training, I'm still going out there and beating them. You know, I'm still going, winning fights against people that have a lot of experience, a lot of training days. They, they, That's it. That's all they do in their life. Just boxing. I go from my job to the gym. So I'm basically wasting the first half of my day that I could be training and getting better and working and living my daily life. And then the next half, I'm boxing. If I could just put in the whole entire time in boxing, if I'm a good fighter now, I'll be the best, and I know that.
4: So what weight class are you fighting in right now or because I know you haven't fought in about 9 months you said because yeah. of everything that happened with COVID and all that, but when you were fighting, you were active, what weight class were you fighting in?
0: Well, I actually started at 118. Um that's a uh, batting weight, I believe it okay. is. And then I went up to 122 for my next two fights after that. Gotcha. And then that's that's where we're going to stay at, 122. How old are you? I'm 22 right now.
4: So you're still young. You still yeah. have a lot to go. When it comes to boxing careers, 22 is nothing, man. You have a long way to go. Yeah. So how fueled are you? How ready are you?
0: I'm ready, man. I'm what ready. do you want out of this? I, I want everything. Everything that it has to give me, and I want to give it back. You know, I want to be able to go back to my my island and be able to give back to the people that don't have anything that's that's my goal that's my dream i want to be able to give back to people what i didn't have when i was little be able to give a kid a toy that i didn't get to have you know because i used to be just i used to be out and didn't have shoes i used to walk barefoot you know just play around and i was still having fun you know but i know that there's a lot of kids that they wish they could have that they wish that they could have shoes they wish they could have toys you know afford a lot of things that they don't have they can't afford because their parents don't have the money to afford it you know i basically want to be like like my inspiration is like manny pacquiao you know giving back giving back to his people that's what i want to do
4: so you want to use your career to give back more than anything yes sir not 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 just for you in general but just to give back to your people give back to your line to your land like you said your island and all of that yep so puerto rico's known for some good boxers Hector Macho Camacho, coming up in the, when I was younger. I'm a little bit older than you. You know, I used to see him with the flash, you know, the, the, yeah. the suits and everything. Obviously, Tito Trinidad. We had Edgar Berlango on the show a few, a few weeks ago. Yeah, um, um, 16 and you no, know, 16 first round knockouts. A lot of people say he's legit. Some people say he's not. Who knows? Tito's your uncle, correct? Yes. Have you spoken to him? And if you have, how have those boxing conversations gone if he's talked to you about boxing at all?
0: It's, it's crazy because when I talk to him, I actually... Talk about more personal stuff. We don't talk about boxing. Yeah. We talk we just chop it up and just have a fun conversation, just leaving boxing off to the side. Like he knows how to do boxing. He was actually um I had a fight out in Puerto Rico in my amateur days. Okay. I went out to Puerto Rico to visit and he actually helped me in the corner. He was there in my corner helping me, you know, give me water and all that. Yeah. Wow. It was pretty it it was it was pretty motivating to have him there in my corner, you know, and hopefully someday if I talk to him, maybe he could come out here. Walk, we could walk out with him, you know, bring back all that. All that the people be that, awesome. yeah. That
4: would be awesome, bro. If you could walk out with Tito Trinidad, that would be cool. Especially <laughs> come out, do your thing, give yeah. a good little knockout, you know, a good little <laughs> show for the crowd, right? Definitely. So, Gil, what do you like more about this kid aside from his work ethic? When we're talking about boxing, when he's in the ring, what is he dangerous? Where is he more dangerous? Where can he get you?
5: Well, his angles. Okay. You know, that's one thing that he didn't have before. And, um, this kid creates crazy angles where he's here and then he's over here <laughs> okay. and, you know, they're swinging that air. Okay. And, you know, he, he's, he's fast and he likes to fight when he's in there. He likes to fight. Sometimes okay. I got to try and pull him back sometimes. Okay. You know, especially when he was an amateur, I was trying to slow him down sometimes because really? Yeah. Because he, he, he gets hit. And it's like fuel, yeah. When he, when he, gets hit, he, he he wants to hit that guy right back, right
4: back, really. But you got to you know? be careful because you get caught
5: exactly. Okay, but you know, that fire in him that's one of the reasons that he's where he's at. And I have no doubt this kid's gonna go all the way.
4: What's the scariest punch, his best punch that he had
5: You know, I think it's more combinations, okay, that he throws. Um, and like I said, his angles because when you don't see a punch.
4: Those are the ones that hurt. And those are the ones that are hard <laughs> more than anything. What's yeah. your favorite punch? What's your favorite combination, if you would say? Because Coach said your combinations are killer.
0: Well, I mean, I, I don't have a specific combination that I like more than the others. I just see where I'm at, see what's open, and I and I make the best out of that position that I'm at. Um. My my hardest punch, I'm actually um a right-handed fighter, but I fight as a southpaw. Just because uh, I used to be uh, bo- uh, wrestling. And that's what got me into giving my right foot forward. And I got to- I got used to that. But okay. I actually like my hook. You know, my checkout hook from from that position. And then create that angle and hit him again from there. That's my favorite position to be at my hook. It's probably my favorite punch. Okay, okay. So I got
4: two more questions for you. And then we want to get to Mario Martinez. I appreciate you. And that shows how humble you are because you text me back and you said, hey, I got this kid amateur. I want to bring him in. Is that okay?" That's awesome, bro. Good stuff. Greatly appreciate that. So we're going to bring Mario Martinez on here shortly as well. Chop it up with him. Give him some radio time. But before we do that, I got two more questions for you. First one, who is a boxer that you look up to more than anything? Aside from Tito, let's be real, from 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 your era, from what you've watched, from boxers you've seen, whether it's now or growing up. Who is the boxer that you look up more to than anything and that you would say you try to possibly emulate your style after?
0: Well, I'm gonna start like Manny Pacquiao is one of my favorite fighters of all time. Okay, just hands down. Um, just the way he fights overwhelms his his opponents, creates those angles. It's it's crazy. Another fighter, Canelo uh, Canelo Alvarez. His okay, head movement, just the way his his technique is impeccable. Just amazing fighter. You know, and um coming up when I saw him, I, I actually uh, started watching him. His I forgot what fight it was, Um, but I, the Mayweather fight, I think it was. OK. And I was like, I, I don't care who this guy is. I want him to be Mayweather. I didn't not Just <laughs> because I didn't like Mayweather. I got you. And then after Glad that, that's, what, that's when I started knowing about Canelo. Okay. That's, that's the first fight that I saw with Canelo. And that's when I started watching him a lot more. And then I was like, "Damn, this guy is good."
4: That fight changed his career for the better. but yes. I think that was the greatest loss that could ever happen to his yes. career. Because if you think, I mean, you, you're more, you know, more about boxing than I do, Gil. But he's been a, a completely different fighter after that fight, correct?
5: One hundred percent. You know um, what's crazy is um, the very, very first time he came to Vegas, <laughs> um, Robert Diaz from Golden Boy called me and uh, asked me if he could use my gym. I said, "Yeah, really? of course." Okay. So he trained with us for about a month and a half.
4: Wow. Okay.
5: I didn't I knew that kid was good. I actually had another kid that uh his name is Juan Geraldes. Okay. And he was um, maybe seventeen, still amateur. And they sparred. And Juan man.
4: Put it on? Yeah. And this was before the Mayweather fight? Oh, or yeah, after? yeah. Or this was before years. No, this was
5: before. Yeah. This is the very first fight he had here in the States.
4: Okay, gotcha. Wow.
5: Yeah. So um so after that I you know, I Kept and, and followed his career and the way that he has transformed his style from when i seen him you know at my gym training the way that he moved
4: pull up your mic Gil, so we can hear you a bit. sorry you yeah. know
5: um the way he he moved from then till now a huge difference you know okay. that that's that shows that This is what he wanted to do, and, and he wants to be great. Oh, yeah. And he's going I to be great. That. I mean, he's great already, but he's, 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 he's definitely going to be, yeah, he's going to be one of the all-time greats. Canelo should have three losses, but that's it. I thought he lost a lot, and I thought he lost two. We got to talk about that on another show.
4: We'll bring bring, bring Gil back for some boxing, full boxing conversation next time for that. But, Rob, I'm going to have you jump off the mic. I know you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. Let's let's go ahead and bring in Mario Martinez real quick. We're going to get Mario on the mic. But, Ezekiel, the last question I have for you before we bring Mario on. It's been a while since fans have saw you. Fans are watching. People are chiming in. When can they expect to possibly see you fight again?
0: Right now we don't have a fight date exact date, but everybody knows that if they follow me on my social media, I I always give out the, the as soon as I know, I know I always put it out there. I'm hoping that soon, but right now since I'm coming back, we got to sharpen up, get the rust off and then, you know, hopefully in about 2 months we're looking at maybe if hopefully a little bit sooner i want to go i'm ready to go to the ring right now but it's not my call you know what i mean (laughs) but it's not my call
4: definitely definitely well he is ezekiel labruquina borrero ezekiel let everyone know out there where they can find you obviously on all things social media and where they can follow you and hit you up at.
0: yeah i'm mostly always on instagram you can follow me on instagram at labruquina it's la underscore b-r-u-q-u-e-n-a all right, and then if you want to see me on Facebook, you could just go Ezequiel Labruquena Borrero, and you'll find me there too on Twitter. Same thing as Instagram, at Labruquena. Uh,
4: my man, greatly appreciate you. We're still going to have you here on the camera, obviously, have you guys in studio and finish up, but let's go ahead and bring in Amateur Fighter. What's his record, Gil? Give us a little bit of the information. We got Amateur Fighter Mario Martinez in studio with us, joining us now here directly to my left. Mario, how's your evening going, my man? Pull up the mic a little bit so we can hear you. Don't be shy. It's all good. How you doing tonight? Doing, I'm good. I'm good. Pull it up, man. Come on. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. You got to put it. Up. Put it right here. Put it to you. Put it to you. There you go. You can get. You can get close. It won't sound loud. All right. So what's up, man? You good? Yeah, I'm you good. You excited? Yeah, I'm You excited. happy to be in the studio with us tonight? Yeah, it's a pleasure. So how is it? You train him too, Gil? Yes, yeah, right? sir. How yeah. is it being hey, uncle, right? I'm his How, uncle, how yes. is it being trained by your uncle?
2: Um, you know, I always looked up to my cousins, you know, he's training my cousins and, you know, it's it's like I enjoy it, you know, because it's like family. And I like keep being pushed by my uncle a lot. You know, I like him taking his uh, advice a lot. You know, he guides me through life like really good.
4: So aside from boxing, he teaches you a lot more, right? To yeah. be disciplined outside of the gym as well. Yeah, sure. And how do you take that moving forward in your life in general?
2: Well, everything like he tells me, you know, he sees, he like he watches, he watched me grow up too, pretty much, and you know, he like guided me, um, gave me a lot of good advice, helped me when I was like going the, t- going to the wrong direction, and he made me stay on track, and he's getting me to where I'm gonna go. You
4: know? So I was told before the show, you were ranked as high as number three in the amateurs. Um, you have over 20 amateur fights, I believe, at that point when you got ranked. Where are you now in your training and your overall thought process of what you want to do with your career moving forward?
2: Well, right now, um, I'm getting back into training, getting back in shape. Um, well, I, me and my uncle have been discussing um, about going pro and obviously okay. amateur. And I want to get more a few more fights in before I get amateur, have that good resume. Okay. Hopefully get signed and i have my first fight.
4: Who's a fighter you look up to in the sport that you want to be like?
2: Um, for sure, Canelo. Okay. Oscar De La Hoya. Ooh. both good fighters you know they could take a punch and throw them too
4: that's wild to hear an, you say 18 you're 18 an 18 year old say oscar de la Hoya. that's that's a bit different yeah. so you watch a lot of his old fights i take it yeah what do you like about Oscar's style um, knowing that he's he's a more old school fighter than what you see now
2: yeah just like just the way that he could go to war with it you know okay. all those like you know all those good fights and just the way that that good uh those good combinations to be thrown too
4: Gil, a couple words about the young man. What do you like about him more than anything? What, what should we look for in his career moving forward?
5: Um, he's not because he's my nephew, but <laughs> he, he's he's going to be he's very special. He's going to be a special fighter. He has power. Okay. He he's he's both hands. Possible and, knockout artist. Oh, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Um. I've seen him beat kids to the body where you know they they just don't want no more. And <laughs> they try to he give got, up. Yeah, he 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 got ranked number 3 before he had 20 fights. Okay. He was fighting with kids 70, 80, 120 fights and beating them. Really? He it's definitely in the blood, you know, and he likes the work. Okay. You know, so He's got a bright future. The only, I always tell them, the only person that can get you there is you. And the only person that can mess it up for you is you.
2: Okay.
4: Gil, always got the knowledge drops, huh? Yeah. Always got the verses and everything to keep you straight, <laughs> man. Definitely, definitely. I love it. Definitely. You're tuning to Straight Bet Sports here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. We're almost finishing up here, but I'm going to let my guests go ahead and finish up and let everybody know where they can be found at, what they got going on. And all of that stuff on social media. So Mario, I'm gonna let you start it off. Let everybody know where they can find you, so they can follow you and your career moving forward, my man.
2: You can uh, find me on uh, Instagram at Mario period one and give me a follow. You see uh, my, you'll see me posting my next fight, um, some training videos, sparring videos, all the good stuff.
4: Awesome. There we go. Gil, how about yourself, man? Let everybody know uh, where they can find you, especially people that want to get in the gym that are actually trying to do boxing for the real the real reasons, man. Let everybody know know about your gym and what you got going on.
5: Okay, well, you guys can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under Gil Martinez or Master Mitt. Okay. Um our address is 6045 South Harrison. There we go. And it's MOB MOB boxing. So everybody's welcome to come, you know. We take everybody. And whether you know something, whether you're a beginner all the way to pro, we got you there. And
4: Quan, because you're a big MMA guy, um, you trained. Uh, am I correct? You, didn't you train Claudia Godello for a while? Yes. How, how how was that experience? I wanted to ask you about that real quick. How, how was it training her in general? How was her attitude and everything overall?
5: Um. Yeah, she 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 had you know her things that she wanted her way, and you. that that's with a lot of people, okay. a lot of fighters um definitely somebody that i wish i would have been able to work with a lot more okay she ended up moving back to new york for a while okay and i i believe she's back here but i'm not 100 sure gotcha but um you know she's one of the fighters that i had a pleasure to work with
4: and the reason i throw that out is to let everybody know that he, not only does he work with boxers he works with mma fighters as well correct uh, definitely i've worked it all.
5: with uh randy couture gray manor jay Haran, mike pyle Gray Maynard, uh, Vitor Belfort, Gilbert Torino. Yeah. Um, we we had a good run at, with MMA fighters.
4: There you go, man. Gil Martinez, Ezequiel Borrero, Mario Martinez joining us here from Mob Boxing. Future champs, because that's all that Gil is training, and that's all that we're going to see from him. We greatly appreciate you guys joining us in the studio. This definitely will not be the last time we'll get you in. Gil, I want to get you in here and just talk boxing one of these days. Chop it up. Maybe one of the next big fights coming up, we can bring you in and do some analysts. Because I know you got a lot to talk about, my man, definitely.
5: Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to, definitely.
4: Sounds good. We greatly appreciate you guys. We got a few more minutes here. So I want to finish up with a new little segment that I'm going to try. Someone in the studio told me that I shouldn't do it. And I should just stick to my final thought. But sometimes I don't have a final thought. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes I don't have a quote. Or I don't know what to say. So one thing that I noticed is that we live in Las Vegas. We have a hockey team here. And people keep telling me that I don't give enough love to the Vegas Golden Knights. Or I don't talk enough about them. But... I have my reasons for that. I'm not going to talk about those reasons, but I'm going to start giving them a little love now. And basically, we're going to finish up with a segment that I'm going to call here. Let's see, what should we call it? The final good night. And it's going to end with night like the Golden Knights. Now, tonight wasn't a good night as the Golden Knights did fall to the Minnesota Wild. 4-3 on the road. Golden Knights fall to 16-6-1 on the season. Minnesota moves to 15-8-1. Tough loss. Marc-Andre Fleury gives up four goals, even though he had 25 saves. Tough game for him there. Now, before the game started, though, the Golden Knights did announce that they had a few roster moves. Goaltender Robert Leonard did practice with the AHL Team Silver Knights today on a conditional loan, but did not play, just practicing. So hopefully he'll be back up because I know he's been down for a while. Golden Knights did not look good tonight. Like I said, they got the L. They will be back on the ice, on the road in St. Louis against the blues on friday at 5 p.m so if you guys go ahead and check them out continue to follow them i still think that they're the favorite to win it all i still think when they're healthy and they have everybody there they're the best coach team in the league i think peter DeBoer being hired was a great move when they did it don't get me wrong i, I miss gerard Gallant. he was great with the media he was great in general he was a good coach but just the players they have now what they're doing and how they're being coached with peter DeBoer, i think just works a lot more I think they'll get it done. I'm going to say it now. I honestly think that this is a year we're going to see it. The Vegas Golden Knights will bring the first professional championship to Las Vegas. I'm saying it tonight to finish it up here with our final good night. With that being said, we had a great show tonight. Ezequiel Borrero, future future champion in boxing, in the studio with us. Gil Martinez from my Boxing and Mario Martinez, amateur, future pro, joining us in studio as well. Big shout out to Eric Navarro, our barber. For sponsoring the interview tonight, we greatly appreciate you, my man. Make sure you guys go ahead and check him out if you need a haircut. And, of course, <laughs> there it is, Joshua Lafon with Simply Vegas Real Estate, hooking you guys up with Straight Best Sports here every single Wednesday night on Gorilla Cross Radio. But with that being said, for Rob G, Jose V, Quan 5 Tacos Mexico with the tacos every single <laughs> Wednesday night, we greatly appreciate you. We are out. See you next week.